Hello, and welcome back to the Sage Aging Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And whether you're joining us from your favorite podcast app and you're listening to us or you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching. And um, we've got a great episode coming up for you today. I think that there are a lot of misunderstandings about a lot of things when it comes to aging care. Um, you know, there everything you can think of, there's a misconception about. And I really like to be a part of the conversation that clears those things up because the more tools you can use as a caregiver and the more ways that you can bring help to the family unit as a whole, the happier everyone is and the better quality of life everyone has. So that's always our aim. And I think we're going to put a dent in some of that today for you as well. Um, today we are going to talk about assisted living communities. So what do you think of when you think of an assisted living community? Are you a person who thinks of fun and engagement and activities and high quality of life and great food and parties and great atmosphere? Or are you someone who thinks that's a place that we put our loved ones when we just can't take it anymore. When we don't have the ability to care for them, we stick them in a home. How many times have you heard that? Well, I think you're going to be enlightened by today's conversation. I am so excited to have joining me today, Laura Tenpenny. Laura Tenpenny is the marketing director for Lake Gibson Village. Lake Gibson Village is an independent assisted and memory care community in Lakeland, Florida. She's got a lot of experience in this realm and today she's going to help us bust some of those myths that we've all heard about assisted living. So thanks for joining me, Laura. I'm so glad to have you here today. Pleasure to be here, Liz. Thanks for having me. Of yeah. course. This is a long overdue conversation, I think. Um, this yeah. was this was one of those low-hanging fruit. I just didn't think of the topic. And I think it was uh, Grace, who works with you, who said, hey, you guys need to talk about this. And my apologies for not thinking of it sooner. <laughs> well, you can't think of everything, Liz. You're too amazing already. <laughs> oh, you are very kind. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Let's start with a little bit of getting to know Laura. I know you pretty well. We've we've been hanging around for a long time now, but how did you make your way into the elder care industry? Well, it was kind of a natural progression. Um, I worked for a long time in the hospitality industry um, here in Lakeland uh, at a few hotels, at one point the Sheraton Hotel. Um, so I kind of had um, some background in guest experience and helping people and um, in the industry, we'd say putting heads in beds. Um, mm -hmm. So um, when I was looking to switch gears a little bit, um, I saw an ad for um, uh, the marketing director of a community here in Lakeland and I answered it and I was very fortunate to get to work with um, a wonderful um, executive director and mentor who kind of really helped me um, get my feet wet because it is different but in mm -hmm. ways it's the same you know you're you're trying to help people have a comfortable stay whether it's one night or the rest of their lives, but um, we want to make sure that it's the right the right choice. So that's kind of where I came from, the hospitality industry, and I transitioned into senior care a few years later. And aren't we yeah. lucky because you do a phenomenal job. You and your team are creative 
and you're exciting. And I absolutely love to come to your community for events because it's always a whole lot of fun. And I can only imagine for those that are living there, what a treat that is for them to have all that's going on and the great food and the great environment surrounding them every day. Yeah. Thanks, Liz. We appreciate that. Let's start with a definition. I like definitions. I like to make sure that everybody listening has a clear understanding of what we're talking about. And I think a lot of people confuse assisted living communities with long-term care communities, or some might refer to that as a nursing home, also known as skilled nursing communities. So let's start by defining assisted living so people know what we're talking about. Great. I'd love to do that. So assisted living really is um, uh, residential communities, um, not medical facilities, but they do often, as we do, have um, nursing and care um, and medically trained people on staff. But what assisted living is really offering is a home-like environment with that safety and that backup and those people there to help you. We are, we're not a medical facility, we're not a nursing home, so we can't do a lot of the things that a nursing home can do, um, but we can do a lot of things that, um, that are very helpful to keep a person safe. So my, what I tell families is we wanna give mom or dad their full autonomy to live their lives, to come and go, to get engaged, to uh, just feel um, uh, important in their senior years and, and having um, friendship and socialization as safely as possible. So we're here for that backup to help them, but we want it to be their home. These are not rooms like in a hospital or a nursing home. They're homes, they're apartments. To me, it's kind of reminiscent of living in a resort. I mean, (laughs) you've got someone cooking all your food for you and there are so many activities and music and there's someone who comes to do your hair and I mean, everything you can think of. It's available. It's kind of like getting on a cruise ship, I guess, but bigger rooms. You've got a whole apartment instead of a small cabin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We call it a, we call it a, um, some people refer to us as a cruise ship on on dry dock, you know, it it does have that, has that feeling, but yeah, you spoke to some of the things like I spoke about safety, but yes, the meals, all those things that might be a challenge in, in your home as you, grow older, the cooking, the cleaning, um, the shopping, all of that. So, you know, we just kind of take that off their plates and, and allow them to just really enjoy their lives. And it's so important is that socialization factor I mentioned earlier too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's probably to me, one of the key factors that leads to quality of life. Laura, yeah. why do you think there are so many misconceptions about assisted living? Well, I'm glad you asked because I think, and uh, I just imagine, uh, well, I remember being a child myself and going and visiting um, a loved one in a, uh, what they call them in the old days, an old folks home, a nursing home, you know? Um, So um, we would go in there and it was just a... um, not not a great experience seeing you know people kind of vegetating and what i think is happening is um when an older person is um hesitant to make this type of move it's because they think 
they're remembering what it was like, what they saw, and, and they're really not um, aware of how far this kind of lifestyle has come. Um, so uh, the challenge is to overcome those objections in their mind. And really the only way to do that is to just put them in the car and, sh and bring them over and, and show them, let them experience the lifestyle, come for an activity, a meal, you know, see the people and talk to the people tell you that's the best is when you can go mm -hmm. to a community and you can actually have a conversation uh, with with a resident and hear how why they chose it and why they like it but I think to answer your question is there's the preconceived notions from their experience as a young person visiting their elders and um, it's just you know uh, everybody back in the day you know we put grandma away you know and it's like right. we don't we don't put grandma away anymore um that's not what this is about yeah thank you that is yeah, such sure. a great description and i will also say if you're listening um, if you go to eldercareguide.com and look in the assisted living section, you're going to find a checklist that will allow you to go and visit communities in your own area, um, take your top three choices and go to those communities. And we've got a whole questions to ask worksheet for you that can help you ask the right questions and be really well educated about your decision. Because that's a big part about being happy in an assisted living community is finding the community that's the right fit for you. There are a lot of great ones, but even a great one might not be the right fit for your personality and for what your loved one's desires are. So be sure to really check on those. But now I want to get back to it. Let's bust some myths. Let's All start right. with myth number one. Assisted living is the same thing as a nursing home. Well, um, no, they're not. Um, they're not the same thing at all um, because assisted living is uh, the, the, the home-like environment where you're getting the support that you need. Um, a nursing home is truly a, a medical uh, uh, facility and they're there to either help you convalesce and get stronger so then you might go to an assisted living or, or go back to your home or whatever, but it's a medical facility and there are um, people there that are going to help you in that regard. Um, Assisted livings in the state of Florida are by definition residential um, homes or facilities. So um, there's just a big difference. And when you walk in the door, you're going to see the difference. Though there are some very beautiful skilled nursing facilities that look like resorts, um, you definitely can tell that these are convalescing. They're like a hospital type environment um, versus what you would see in an assisted living is um, uh, just a, a, a home-like environment with things going on and people interacting. But it's by definition residential and we we try to, um, our, our tagline is make the rest of your life the best of your life. But we want that to be um, they're living their best lives and, and, awesome. and the um, nursing homes get you there so you can do that. Perfect. So, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a great description and yes, a hundred percent. So one place you're more like a recovering right. and healing from a big event in your life. And on the other hand, you are living it up. 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. All right. So myth number two, and I hear this so often, if I move to an assisted living community, I will lose my independence. Wow. Well, that I do hear, and I, I think that's a challenge um, for a lot of older people, but I would say that when you move to an assisted living community, you gain your independence. Because think about what's happening if you're older and you're in your own home and you're kind of, you can't drive anymore, imagine that. So mm -hmm. that dependence, independence has gone away. Um, getting to the store is a challenge. Cooking and cleaning is a challenge. So you're kind of almost chained to this um, lifestyle that you can't manage anymore. They think that they'll lose their freedom, but instead, when you come to assisted living, what are you freed from? Freed of the shackles of all the things that were holding you back. Um, you're provided transportation to go the places you want to go, see the people you want to see. Um, you're not having to go shop anymore because everybody's bringing you a beautiful meal three times a day. Um, you're getting the socialization. So you're not, you know, a lot of times people, when they're living in their home and they can get depressed because yeah. they're so lonely and alone, even if there's families you know, checking in and everything. Um, so that depression can set in. And if there's dementia or any kind of memory loss going on, it's a, it's a perfect cocktail for a disaster. So absolutely. Yeah. So we want to help people lose that, be free of that and gain their independence and autonomy in a lifestyle where they can enjoy it and, and um, be safe um, and have people around them to help. And that's a great point that you brought up about somebody who has some cognitive impairment because they are a prisoner in their homes, especially I, unfortunately, I've heard of situations where families in an effort to protect their loved one end up putting locks that are inside yeah. the door and oh, that just, <laughs> that's I'm, terrifying. No, yeah. You can't do that. You know, that is, I, I recognize it's an effort to protect their loved one from opening the door to strangers, but they don't recognize that they're creating a whole host of other dangers, like mm -hmm. the fire department not being able to get in if they need to, the police department not being able to enter if they need to when nobody else is home. And so freeing of the shackles, I love that you said that. Uh, for someone who does have some cognitive impairment, it does allow for a return of a lot of their independence. Yes. That's a great point. Thanks. Okay, so myth number three is that there is no privacy in an assisted living community. Um, well, I will disagree with that as well, and I'll try to bust that myth. Um, so when a resident comes, uh, when a person moves in to a, a assisted living community, uh, they get their own apartment, so it's their own home. And, you know, people do like their quiet time and their private time, so... Um, you can always go to your apartment and read your book or watch your show or whatever it is you do. But um, again, we do have the ability or the programs for people to come out and, and get engaged and enjoy them, uh, the activities. But certainly um, there's private, I mean, you have your own private apartment, so they have all the privacy they want. And some people are more reserved and private and don't really um, uh 
you know, want to interact as much, you know, they're just by nature that way. Um, and we respect that in every regard, but, um, yeah, there's, that's a, that's a myth you can bust out of there. It's no, it's not true. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Moving on to myth number four, assisted living is just too expensive. That is a good one. And I get that a lot. You know why? Um, I had this conversation at lunch today with somebody because people, we are a very, very nice community, a beautiful community. And I, and I take pride in, in, in saying that, but, um, because of that, people think that maybe we're, um, out of the ballpark, um, price wise. And, and a lot of places, um, people think that of, um, but there are, um, when you sit down and I, and I ask families to try to do this, just sit down and, and make a list of everything you're paying now to live in your own home, you know, and you really got to look hard at that list. You know, there's not just the, um, the groceries and the electric bill, but there's taxes and insurance and all the things. So if you make a list and look at that and then um, put it next to what it does cost to live in assisted living, uh, most families see that it's very comparable and sometimes can be even less expensive. Mm -hmm. That said, you're getting so much. Everything is inclusive in assisted living. Your meals, your housekeeping, your laundry, your utilities. So you don't have all these little extras. You're not paying for the broken down air conditioner because what? We're going to come to the apartment and fix it for you. If the light goes out, we're going to take care of that. So all of those maintenance items kind of go away um, when you go to assisted living. yeah, so uh, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of um, uh, but there's also ways, Liz. I want to share real quick. Is there, there are um, programs that I um, one of them in particular is called the Aid and Attendance Program through the Veterans mm-hmm. Administration. Yeah. So if anyone is a veteran or the um, surviving spouse of a veteran, there is a monetary benefit that helps pay for assisted living services. So mm-hmm. um, the demographic that we serve. Most most of them have been in the military at one point, and and um, I share with them this a little bit about this benefit and give them resources where they can learn more and and move forward with it. But that is a substantial benefit that helps pay for assisted living as well. So for most people, it is not out of the ballpark to afford assisted living services. Very good point. And that's an entire episode all on its own veterans benefits. And yes. we, are, we are working on that. So good. if you're listening and think that's interesting, stay tuned. We've got that coming. Okay. Myth number six. And this one, this one I can attest to that it is not true. The food in an assisted living community is institutional and I won't like it. Well, have you ever eaten at Lake Gibson Village? <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Let me tell you what, the dessert at Lake Gibson Village is on par. I have been fortunate enough to come to a lot of events there and everything from breakfast through a full dinner and the appetizers that go with the wine. I, I have always been so impressed and I know that your residents 
um, they love the food too, because they tell me about it all the time and tell me about the things that I've missed. <laughs> yeah, they, they do like the food um, and they like the wine bar too. You mentioned that. Yes. So, um, um, but we do have a, an executive chef and most facilities do um, have a, a, a chef who oversees. Um, another thing um, that um, many people don't know is that, you know, the menus have to be approved by a, a dietitian for um, assisted living. So the, the food not only has to be beautiful and palatable, but it has to meet the needs of these, um, these seniors. So um, it's healthy food. It's not you know, the TV dinners that they might be experiencing at home because it's easy. Um, but um, it's a, it's really, we have a full kitchen, a sous chef, an executive chef, and, and most facilities do. Um, it's not institutional. So I appreciate your nice comments on our, our, our culinary program. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was you all or... Perhaps it was Florida Presbyterian Homes, but one of those chef teams won some local awards for the yeah. food and competed against local restaurants and took the prize. So that is definitely a must. A myth that we can bust today. <laughs> well, you know, um, just one more thing on that. You know, food is probably the most important thing for these residents here. I mean, they do mm -hmm. look forward to mealtime. I mean, as you get older, um, you just, you know, you appreciate the finer things like, but I'll tell you what, you can't mess with the food. You have, it has yeah. to be good. It has to be good. Yep. Okay. I've kind of lost track of the numbers, but I think that this is myth number seven and the final myth for today. And that is, if I move to an assisted living community, I'm going to be bored. Oh, okay. <laughs> so again, um, I've been, I've worked in several assisted livings and I've always seen a nice robust activities program, but I mean, you do have to, like you said earlier, you have to go and look around and take the tours and see what's going on because you want to you want to see what the residents are doing. There's chocolate, mm -hmm. vanilla, and strawberry in the world, and the same goes for um, assisted living. So each has Great their point. own flavor. You know, some have a um, a stronger flavor than others. Maybe some are more low key, but. Um, and for instance, in our assisted living, our program includes both rides on the pontoon boat or right. um, go into the casino or, um, you know, doing um, a happy hour every Friday with entertainment. So, um, but what our activities girls have done a great job and, and, and any activity director worth her grain of salt would be um, asking the residents, what do you want to do? What do right. you enjoy? And then building your a program around that. But the whole point, I think one of the main things about assisted living is that socialization and keeping people engaged and active because that's only going to be better for them in, mm -hmm. in their um you know, longevity and helping them enjoy their, their days. Um, activity programs are, I mean, just so important, but very, very um, alive, I would say, very alive. Absolutely. I would agree with that. 
I would agree with that. And I thought of one more thing that I want to mention. We This is another myth. We'll call it number eight because I think we really need to address this. Many people believe that when they move into an assisted living community, that they do not have the freedom to come and go. But barring cognitive impairment issues, you can have your car and you can hop in the car and go for a lunch date with friends and do a lot of the activities that you've always done. Absolutely. And we have several residents who are very um, independent in that regard. They're coming and going and doing their own thing. In fact, one of our residents, um, he was kind of bumming a ride from another resident to go um, stuff. And then a few days ago, he bought himself, I think, a Mercedes. And now oh. he's got he's got a car. Now, oh, did you see so-and-so's car? So, yeah, they... Um, you know, if you want to have your own car, if you want to go away for the weekend, stay with your family, um, or for a month during the holidays, whatever, that's the beauty of it. You can lock mm -hmm. that apartment door and go and you're done. You don't have to worry about anything, but yeah. we do, we do want you to be active and do what you want to do. This isn't about doing what we're asking you to do. This is allow, this is allowing you to experience life to the fullest. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope that all of you listening, if you had doubts about or misunderstandings about what assisted living is, I hope that clears some of it up. If you have other questions or other myths you want us to bust, by all means, drop that in the notes, reach out to us on social media, send us an email. We will get those questions answered for you, but I think we did a great job of doing that today. So we've come to a part in the program where, Laura, I want you to give yourself a very shameless plug and tell <laughs> us all about Lake Gibson Village. Well, I just am very proud to be here. I will say that I was the first person that they hired. This is a beautiful restored and renovated historic building that was opened in 1928 um, and saw a lot of changes over the years. But um, uh, in the last um, half a dozen years, um, we've been open. We restored and renovated this beautiful historic building and it's kind of come full circle as a retirement home again. Mm -hmm. um, but we take pride in um, in this beautiful um, environment. But you know, it could be it could be the Taj Mahal if the care's not there. You know, it doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. um, we've um, won the Best of uh, Central Florida Award um, a few times, which is uh, a nice award that's out there for um, that's voted by the people of the community the outside community. So we're happy about that. But we just have a real special place. We have our own dinner theater and we have our pontoon boat and and just a, it's really a, a beautiful building with a lot of loving people to take care of you. So um, there's my I shameless agree. plug. <laughs> yes. And it was very accurate. I can attest to that. You guys do a beautiful job. And I can say for those listening, one of the true tests of how well a community is put together is in their retention of employees and people stay at Lake Gibson yeah. Village. It's the same crew that's been there for a long time mm -hmm. and we've been able to grow really nice relationships there. So thank you for what you deliver to people and thank you for, for providing such a great quality of life for those who are ready for a little bit of assistance. Thank you, Liz. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, I'm not quite finished with you yet because yes. I want, oh no, this is, this part's easy. And this can be about our topic today or anything general in life, but I would love it if you would leave us with just a little piece of sage advice. 
Um, I would say to um, re uh, people out there, uh, adult children and um, seniors that are out there is don't wait to uh, a cr for a crisis to happen. Start looking and thinking about this lifestyle and getting into buildings and taking tours because I think that once you get out there and see what this lifestyle is really about, it's going to open your eyes to how how nice it can be, how pleasurable it could be. Um, just getting people to take that tour and walk in a building helps them dispel that mindset that this is not for me. Because I, I tell you what, people come in and they see it and they go, oh, this isn't what I thought it was, you know, right. was going to be. So, yeah, I would just say, you know, do your homework and, and start looking because you never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that is great advice. And you know, if you've been listening to me at all, my mantra is know it before you need it. So that is great advice and I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. Great to talk to you. You as well. And thank all of you for listening. I hope the conversations that we're having here on the Sage Aging podcast are beneficial to you. And I hope you're finding value in them. If you are, I'd love to ask you to make sure you hit the subscribe button, whether you're on your podcast app or on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe and then you'll never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you connect with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, on Pinterest, now on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. We're kind of all over the place. So whatever is the best platform for you, look for us there um, and let us know how we're doing. So thanks again for joining us. We'll have additional conversations coming up really soon. So stay tuned. We'll talk real soon.